Look up for you, you look happy and healthy, not me, if you ever cared to ask. I cannot, I'm so under the weather. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't even going to try, I was like, nah, I was trying to sing along to that earlier and I was like, nah, I could never. (laughs) You have to scream that when you're home alone. You do, you do, you do. Anyway, this is Make It A Podcast, my name's Evan. And I'm Katie. So Katie, how are you? I'm all right, I've been better. My health is not great at the moment, but sure, look, we're just we're just fighting through, aren't we, Evan? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's not the Rona; it's just my life. Is <laughs> she? No, I'm just kidding. I do have an update, though. I passed my driving test. Yes. Woohoo! Finally, she got her driver's license last week, just like we always talk. I about. did. I d- genuinely did. I well, I actually technically got it yesterday. Well, like the physical copy came yesterday, but I passed my driving test last Monday and we record on a Tuesday, or at least we are right now. So, yeah, it's been a week since I passed my driving test. Um, delighted, so happy. Driving is so stressful, though. Mm-hmm. So stressful. Oh, my God, the amount of just idiots. That's all I can say. <laughs> Most people that are on the roads have pa- like passed their tests like well, twenty years ago. You know, or well, didn't probably even have a test then. So, you know, that's my hot take on that. Anyway, how are you, Evan? Um, I'm I'm good. I'm doing well. I'm okay. Repairing through as always. That's um, good. That's good. Just trying to get everything sorted in life, and it, mm-hmm. it's taking longer than I thought, but. Um, it will all work out. That's what I'm it will gonna, all work. I'm staying positive right now. It will, of course, it will. Everything will fall into place when it has to. Absolutely. So we're going to move on to comment corner. So this is for our Aaron Brockovich episode. We got yes. a comment. I thought you said eight. I thought you said eight there for a minute. I was like, <laughs> I was like eight. Oh my god, that's Ooh. so many. <laughs> what was the comment? Oh, there it is. So this is, comes from Neve House Lobster. She hosts the Nervous Lobster podcast, actually. Um, mm. it's, uh, she said, it's such a great movie and she is inspiring. She being Erin Brockovich, of course. She is. She is inspiring. She is, of course. Agreed. Agreed. Although, if y'all hear me drink water in this episode, mind your own business. I need to hydrate. Thank you very much. It's fine. It's fine. Also, fun anecdote today. I've been so tired that I went to make myself an instant coffee. Um, and I poured the water and everything in, went to stir it up, put the milk in, and I realized I had made tea and coffee at the same time. So there was a tea bag in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that's how my life has gone. I should have opened with that. That is yeah, how my no, life that's has actually gone. very fun. <laughs> um I was so close to just putting milk in it and seeing how it tasted but I was like oh, no, nah, no, just no, make no. <laughs> I was like nah, okay just make a fresh one so I did <laughs> so uh now we're going to move on to pop news this is going to be the weirdest episode ever um definitely definitely so a lot's happened within the last seven days so first off we're going to start off with Kanye West and versus Pete um although Pete's not really I don't know it, can you say it's versus when Pete's not really fighting back he's fighting back a little bit you made an Instagram 
Maybe, maybe. So yeah, okay. uh, Kanye West addressed the backlash over his music video for Easy, which features a clay model of Pete Davidson being buried alive. He responded with, Art is therapy, just like this view. Art is protected as freedom of speech. Art inspires and simplifies the world. Art is not a proxy for any ill or harm. Nah. Nah. That's all I have to say to that is nah. Nah. (laughs) You you knew what you were doing. You did that on purpose. (laughs) You meant it. It's not art. It was a threat. It was... A threat through your art. It's not a threat. Like, I don't think he's going to bury Pete Davidson alive or, like, even threaten his life. But, like, I do think it was some sort of, like, even uh, I feel threatened by you kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nah. Yeah, no time. <laughs> no. Next, we're going to move on to uh, Hilary Duff. Ever heard of her? Ew, no, I'm just kidding. Of course <laughs> I've heard of Hilary Duff. So Hilary Duff is uh, kind of riding high with the release of her new series, How I Met Your Father. And she's being mm. interviewed by Front and Centre. But the one thing she keeps getting asked about is the now scrapped Lizzie McGuire revival. She responded oh, yeah. saying, it's not dead and it's not alive. I think there's always a possibility there. And even if she's 40, I don't think pe- people care. It's always going to be so- a somewhat in to be somewhat interesting to people to see where she ended up. Yeah, I agree. But uh, do you think it will come back? I mean, it, the initial plan was to have it on Disney Plus, and this was when Disney Plus, I think, was just launching, and it was going to be under mm. the Disney Plus platform. But now they have, like, Hulu, and they, which is, like, Star over here, but now Star is on the US one, so maybe... Yeah, I don't know, maybe, but wasn't it because didn't was it she wanted to make it real and they just wanted to make it real like they, no, she wanted it to be a more grown up show. Yeah, and then they didn't want that, but now they have stars, so maybe. And they're yeah. they're showing Pam and Tommy they can show Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. I currently did it and it worked, so true. That is true. Okay. So moving on. So we talked about the biopic before. Um, so we've mentioned that Madonna is writing her biopic and there's been some casting choices that's been floating around. So Black Widow star Florence Pugh is in the running. Okay. Uh, Inventing Anna star Julia Garner is in the running. Euphoria star Alexa Demi is in the running. Odessa Young. Uh, I don't know who she is. Emma Laird. Don't know who she is. Bibi Rexa. Um, I know who she is. And Sky Ferreira, Ferreira, Ferreira have been in the running to play Madonna in her upcoming biopic. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I know a lot of them names, but you know what? Couldn't put a face to any of them. Not even Florence Pugh. Really? Yeah, I couldn't put a face to her. Know her name, but couldn't. Couldn't like I probably wouldn't be able to pick her out from a lineup, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know who could play her, but... Yeah, I don't know. But sure, look, we'll find out, won't we? We will. So, uh, but someone who is making a return to the screen is Lindsay Lohan. So she has signed a two-picture deal with Netflix for two more original films that will she will star in on the streaming service. Hmm. I wonder, is there any kind of um, indication to what they're about? Or 
No, no just... I mean, it hasn't been. She's just signed a two-picture deal, and then she's got the Christmas movie coming out. So I think that's one of three, I guess. Oh well, you know, I'll wel- I'll welcome her back. I'm glad to see her back. I'm Absolutely. working and getting deals and stuff. So good for her. Okay, so from Netflix to Pitch Perfect, um, excuse me, um, <laughs> the Pitch Perfect, uh, the Pitch Perfect franchise may be the highest grossing musical comedy franchise of all time, but it looks like it's now heading to the small screen. So Adam Devine and Flula will be reprising their roles from the film trilogy, but joining them is Modern Family star Sarah Hyland and Good Place star Jamila Jamil. So they'll be wow. starring in a Pitch Perfect spin-off series for Peacock. Okay, okay. Peacock is like our which? It would be a, it's, our now. A, it's part of Now TV now. Yeah, it's our now. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Now I'm excited for that. I think it'll be really good. I quite yeah. like Pitch Perfect. I like the whole franchise. So. Yeah. Spinoffs always welcome in my books. And it's Andy and Haley back together. So. True. 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 So, wow. Something for the Modern Family fans. So. <laughs> Okay, me and Evan. <laughs> Just me. And Evan. <laughs> so you mentioned Pam and Tommy earlier. So with the release of Hulu's Pam and Tommy, all eyes are back on Pamela Anderson as she also gears up to join the cast of Chicago on Broadway. Uh, mm. Pamela will be also be sitting down with Netflix to tell her side of the story in a tell-all documentary. I've seen that today. Mm. What do we think? I'm excited. I want to know. Tell me everything. Tell me everything. Give me yeah, the details. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, Netflix, of course, are going to jump on this, right? Because it's Hulu and Disney Plus. So they've got to get in there yeah. with the competitors. And then... Absolutely. And they know people will be really interested. And I'm really interested. And it'll be good to see like things from her perspective and maybe and even... Yeah, maybe even be able to match up like be like oh that's they got that really accurate or they didn't get that quite accurate or blah 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 so I I don't know yeah all eyes are back on her which is not fair because no eyes are on Tommy but you know that's absolutely fair like I mean as in eyes are back on Pamela but I don't think it's in a bad light do you know no, I don't think anybody is watching Pam and Tommy and being like, oh, Pamela Anderson. I think they're all like, like, like ourselves, we've both said it. We're kind of like, oh, poor Pam. Like, mm, do you know? Yeah, absolutely, like, we're yeah. all like, is she getting exploited? Like, is her story getting exploited? Blah, blah, blah. And Tommy Lee is a horrible man. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't deserve people like even, like even me talking about him now, he doesn't deserve that. Yeah. Person, my personal opinion. So I think, Pam, make your bag, do your documentary, tell us what you want to tell us. And I'm very excited to watch it. Absolutely. So final um, final headline, I have a lot to say about this. So since 2010, The Walking Dead has ruled the airwaves, taking fans on a terrifying journey, fighting walkers and trying to rebuild society in a post-apocalyptic world. It's now been announced that another... Walking Dead spin-off called Isle of the Dead is coming in 2023 and it will star Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Condon uh, reprising their roles of Negan and Maggie from the original show. Wow, I I mean I have no idea what any of that means because <laughs> I okay. didn't watch. I'm wearing a Walking Dead t-shirt so I have some things to say. 
Okay. Tell me. <laughs> so we've talked before that not everything needs to have a spin-off, a sequel, this, that, and the other, right? Yeah, we have. We've said so that. So in, in this case, I mean, Walking Dead is in its 11th and final season. A lot of the fans are kind of fed up now a little bit. It's just gone mm-hmm. on a bit too long. Now, I, now I've now i watched the whole thing last year, so I can't say I've watched it for years and years and years. Yeah. But you have Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, Walking Dead World Beyond. There's a film trilogy coming whenever that's meant to happen. Okay. You've got a spin-off show with Daryl and Carol, and then you've got Isle of the Dead. You've also got video games, and you've got, well, the graphic novels are what originated and started the series, so I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They came first, yeah. So, I, it's just become a money-making machine, essentially, and it's just yeah. over-saturization of a story and beating a dead horse to just make money and keep it going, like, and even just this last season, they split up into three parts. It's like, why just end it? Yeah, I agree. Well, like, not that I agree, because I don't really know, but I get where you're coming from. Mm. Kind of like the whole Minions thing in the last episode. So. Yeah. So, you know, that's all I have to say about that. But, um, yeah, currently watching season 11. So. I have a little bit of pop news before we go on, mm-hmm. just because I know that was the end of yours. So remember we spoke about in the last episode, we spoke about Euphoria and how um, the actress Barbie, who plays Kat, yeah. I remember she got caught. Well, I actually found out today, I was listening to a podcast, um, All Things Internet with Rachel Ballander and Emery, Emily Brosaf. Mm-hmm. Not that they need promotion because they're a very weak podcast, but anyway, <laughs> there, <laughs> there you go. It's a good one if you need some to listen to, but anyway. So they were speaking about it today. So apparently what happened was she's a very body positive actress or like, uh, not actress, activist. Yeah. And um, they're director or the writer or whatever I can't remember his name but he wanted her to do a storyline about an eating disorder and she said no and that's why he caught her that's oh. why she yes ex- yes remember we were kind of like oh we don't know what the context is so we can't really say it. well that's what it is so there we go oh shit yeah I know right I was like oh, I have to mention this today <laughs> oh. yeah Mm-hmm. that's icky I don't like that now and in that whole conversation there was like a lot of like they they if you want to know more about this go listen to the latest episode of that so we're recording this on the 8th of nice. March so yeah the episode would have aired on the 7th of March so listen to that if you want to because honestly I was like <gasps> my jaw was on the floor with the stuff that they were talking about on it and then did you hear about what happened on Ellen yesterday? No. So I can't remember the actor's name. I'm so sorry, but it's the guy that plays me. Oh, it, Jacob Lordy. Yeah, him. Yeah. So um, he was on Ellen and he was saying that like she was kind of asking about like the nude scenes and stuff. And he was saying that like, oh, like blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Um, we didn't really have a choice. We'd just go in and read the script and it'd be like, you're doing this scene naked with this person, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, I'd be in films though. And they just have me walk down, a walk to a mall with like my top off and stuff like that. And then there was like some elusive thing. And he's like, I don't know why. And Ellen was like, well, look at you. 
So she was basically like objectifying them oh, and being like, of course, you're going to be asked to take your clothes off because you're hot, basically, is what she said. So, yeah, the cast of Euphoria have been part of a lot of drama. But, yeah, what they've been subjected to, a lot of them, like a lot of them have had to go to, can't remember your man's name, but the director and be like, we can't do that. Mm. We really can't do that. So yeah, there you go. Bit of pop no. news for me. There you go. It just confirms <laughs> why I hate Euphoria. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that was heavy. <laughs> Sorry. Can you <laughs> take us into what we're talking about today, please? I beg you. Okay, so this week we are going to delve into the debut studio album of American singer, songwriter, and actress. Olivia Rodrigo. So buckle up this week because things are about to get sour. So Evan, what is your history with sour? It was definitely driver's license. Um, okay. I knew Olivia's Olivia Rodrigo's. I knew Olivia's. I knew Olivia Rodrigo's. Um, like I knew her to see her because she was in like Bizarre Dark and High School Musical the Musical series on an episode of my favorite show, New Girl. Um. Huh? Yeah, I knew her to see her and then uh, I was on, I was scrolling through TikTok and it was like driver's license was coming up on every single TikTok and it was like the story behind the song, which we will get into. And I was like, what is this? Who are these people? And I knew who Sabrina Carpenter was. And I was like, all right, who are these other two from the High School Musical series? And I listened to the song and I was like, I'm obsessed with this. Who is this? I need this in my life. And then I was just waiting for the next single and then the next single and then the album came out and I just could not stop playing. It was my whole summer basically so yeah I'm kind of obsessed yeah so what's your history with Sour? um my history with Sour is you telling me to listen to it for this podcast <laughs> no I'm just kidding um well it was but also like I knew driver's license from um from TikTok and like some of the other songs like uh Deja Vu and stuff but other than that that's literally my history whatever I heard in TikTok and then you tell me to listen to it like I had never listened to it before um we we decided to do it and uh I'd listened to driver's license a few times but other than that I hadn't listened to any other song the full way through so it was a new experience for me yeah so we're gonna do a (coughs) sorry uh we're gonna do a track by track analysis of Sour by Olivia Rodrigo Katie are you ready I am ready. So the album Sarah opens with uh, the song Brutal. It's written by Olivia Rodrigo and Dan Nigro. Uh, Brutal is an alternative rock pop punk uh, song. Um, Entertainment Weekly called Brutal the best song of 2021. The music video was inspired by the 90s and 2000s. The song charted at number 10 in the UK, number 12 in the US, and it was the fifth single off the album. And it's been certified platinum in the US. Number two is Trader. It was written by Olivia Rodrigo and Dan Nigro. The song was praised for its vocals and lyrics, uh, te- telling the story of an ex who breaks up with Olivia and starts seeing a close female friend. Uh, Teen Vogue called the song Flawless. Trader had its debut performance in the Sarah Prom movie on YouTube. It was the fourth single off Sarah, debuting at number five in the UK and number nine in the US, and it's been certified platinum. The third song in the album is Driver's License. It was written by Olivia Rodrigo and Dan Nigro. This was the first single off Sarah. It was Olivia's debut single. Um, it tells the story of 
uh, Olivia getting her driver's license and having her heart broken by the boy who showed her to drive. So the story behind the song is as this. Olivia was rumored to be dating her high school musical, the musical the series co-star Joshua Bassett. Uh, apparently Josh uh, showed her how to drive and their relationship sadly came to an end. And then Joshua was then linked to another Disney star, aka the blonde girl, Sabrina Carpenter, he might know from Girl Meets World. The track reached number one in 48 countries uh, on Apple Music, on Apple Music, 31 countries on Spotify and 14 countries on YouTube. The song won two VMAs and an Apple Music Award. The song got its own Saturday Night Live sketch. The song had been certified two times platinum in the UK and four times platinum in the US. The song is currently nominated for three Grammys for Record of the Year, Song of the Year and Best Pop Solo Performance. Uh, number four, uh, One Step Forward, Three Steps Back, written by Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, and Jack Antonoff. Lyrically, the song describes the harmful effects of inconsistent communication of a romantic relationship. The song received praise from music critics for its simplistic instru- instrumentation and vulnerable lyrics. It interrelates Taylor, Swift New Year- Taylor Swift's New Year's Day with Olivia praising Swift's chord progression. The song reached number 19 in the U- on the US charts and is certified gold. Number five is Deja Vu, written by Olivia Rodrigo, Dan Nigro, Taylor Swift, Jack Antonoff and St. Vincent. The song sees Rodrigo uh, interrogate a former love's new relationship, claiming that he must have Deja Vu when he starts doing all the things he used to do with Rodrigo with his new girlfriend. Um, The song interpolates Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift in The Bridge. It was the second single from Sarah. It reached number four in the UK, number three in the US. The song is certified platinum in the UK and two times platinum in the US. Number six is Good For You, written by Olivia Rodrigo, Dan Nigro, Hayley Williams and Josh Farrow. So Good For You is a pop punk alternative song, which shows Rodrigo wishing her ex good luck as he moves on with someone new. This was the third single from Sour. It interpolates Misery Business by Paramore with fans claiming plagiarism. Uh, Williams and Farrow were then added as co-writers. The song received the award, the Brit Award for Best International Song, and it went to number one in 22 countries and has been certified three times platinum in the US. Seven is Enough For You, written solely by Olivia Rodrigo. It tells of a flawed relationship from the past in which her boyfriend didn't appreciate the extra effort she put in. Olivia wrote this song on her bedroom floor after a breakup. Number eight is Happier, written by Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, Happier is a folk pop piano ballad that details the struggles of moving on from breakup while selfishly wishing their former partner to be less happy in their new relationship. Variety said Happier was the best song on the album. The song charted at number 15 in the US and has been certified platinum in the US as well. Number nine is Jealousy Jealousy, written by Olivia Rodrigo, Dan Nigro and Casey Smith. Here Olivia sings of social media envy and reflects on her own insecurities when confronted by beautiful people on Instagram and the comparisons that come with it. Eagle-eyed fans listening on Spotify notice a selfie of Olivia crying wearing a pink sweatshirt, the same she wore in a scene with Joshua Bassett on High School Musical, the musical series. Number 10 is Favourite Crime, written by Olivia Rodrigo and Dan Nigro. Um, the song is a stripped-down folk indie pop ballad that tells the story of a dysfunctional relationship. She uses the Bonnie and Clyde metaphor to illustrate how her ex committed the crime of walking out. Spin magazine called the song superb and show-stopping. The song charted at number 17 in the UK and number 16 in the US. The song is certified platinum in the US. 
The final song, uh, number 11, Hope You're Okay, written by Olivia Rodrigo and Dan Nigro. Olivia closes the album uh, with a message of support to a couple of people, a victim of, of abuse at home and a classmate ostracized by their, by their parents. Um, Olivia is addressing people she knew but has lost touch with. Olivia uh, said, it was important for me to end this sort of somber record, uh, end on a, som- on a sort of somber note for the record. And that was the track by track analysis of Sour. So let's get into a discussion. Where to begin? Where to begin? Um, should we begin by what our favourite songs off of it is? Um, yeah, so I think mine's probably Happier. Okay. And I don't know why Happier. I feel like Happier could be in Bridgerton. Could be. Could it actually be? It's. I think it's just like a nice, like not like nice, but like it's just a. Well, it is nice, but you know, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's just a nice, relaxed kind of. I get. I get what you mean by Bridgerton vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite song is probably um one step forward and three steps back. No, that is great as well. I love that. I think well. it. Yeah, like I actually really like, so I would suppose I should start because I went into this kind of completely blind. I really liked the album mm-hmm. and kind of funnily enough, like with driver's license and all in there, it's a great album to listen to in the car. Like it's a good listen to, it's good to listen to while driving because when I drive over to, um, the location I'm at today um, I was playing it and I was like wow it's actually really nice to listen to in the car so yeah I'll give it that little nod um, what else will I say um, it's, it's very like I know it's influenced by a lot of people yeah, like a lot of art, a lot of artists, but um, I get really like, do you know the artist Dodi? Yeah, like um, especially in one step forward and three steps back, I really got like Dodi vibes off of it. Oh, I get, I kind of get that now. Yeah, like um, yeah. If anybody knows Dodi and then thinks of uh, one step forward and three steps back, it kind of reminded me of like um maybe like party tattoos or something like that but I or maybe six out of ten a little bit I was like oh okay because I love Dodie so I was like all right okay I see but yeah and then obviously it's heavily inspired by like Avril Lavigne Taylor Swift um who else did I see there was one other person there Lord oh I didn't actually see Lord when I was looking up um some information about it but yeah <laughs> um yeah what do you think about the good for you misery business thing what do you mean like that like people there was are saying a, it's... it's plagiarism there was a big there was a big kind of thing about it but then i think that's why Haley williams and josh Farrow were added as writers were they added to it yeah Okay, because at the start, like, I was like, oh, yeah, it does sound really similar. But then when you actually, like, play them side by side, they're not, like, exact. But you can't, I can see the inspiration. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Well, I don't think it was exactly ripped, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, so Olivia is a Disney star. She's had a bit of a bit of a more different debut than maybe some of the Disney stars we grew up with. She's allowed to kind of swear on her album, basically. Uh, yeah. She has a bit more creative freedom than the likes of like Miley would back in the day or like, you know, like even just with driver's license coming out and just kind of taking the world by storm. And you, I kind of feel bad for the other two people involved. Um, yeah. It also kind of benefits them in a way as well. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, people are talking about them like so. Mm. Um, yeah, no, but I thought it was a really good album. It's really easy to listen to. The songs weren't all the same. Like there was a good mix of like genre kind of, even though obviously it's all the same genre, but it was like different vibes. Different songs had different vibes, which I really liked because like sometimes when you have an album that's just all the same, you just kind of get a bit bored. So yeah, I feel like there was, there was a nice mixture of like tempo. There is definitely. I would definitely agree with that. And when I first listened to it, like the first time, like ever I listened to the full album, <laughs> not in a bad way because like she's doing amazing and she's so good. But I kind of thought like, oh, she only like she has quite an average voice, right? But not in a bad way. Yeah. Just in the way of, like, say, Miley has a really distinct voice. You know that's Miley Cyrus. Um, But with Olivia, it's like, this could be anybody, which isn't a bad thing because it could, like, um, inspire so many just, like, quote-unquote average. She's obviously really good to have an album, you know what I mean? Yeah. But by, but by average, I mean, like... Not exactly um, Ariana Grande. Do you yeah, know no, what I mean? She's not an Ariana yeah. in terms of her vocals. But... Yeah, or a Christina or a Britney. She's not absolutely like has a distinct, oh, I know that's Olivia Rodrigo. No, don't get me wrong. As we said in, was it Driver's License? Like that is not a song. Like You have to belt that song. So yeah. absolutely fair play to her. I do think she has a good kind of voice for like that that pop rock kind of yeah you know like good for you yeah definitely and brutal it's really yeah it's really like pop rocky real like you're kind she's almost like shouting but obviously it's controlled and it's she's singing um so yeah that was my initial initial top but then obviously as I listened to it more and more and kind of got familiar with the songs I was like oh she is obviously really really good so yeah I actually liked it I'll definitely listen to it again I'll never stop listening to it. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Like uh, some of the songs, I was like, "Oh, that's gone into my playlist." So, there you go. I'm a fan. Uh, there you go. We got her. We got her in the end. Taylor Swift is next. <laughs> <laughs> never, never, ever. <laughs> and by the statement, she's a great songwriter. But other than that, no. <laughs> Okay, okay, right, fair, fair. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, I think it goes, in my opinion, I mean, the song, the album goes from being, like, you know, it goes from, like, real simplistic songs, like, happier and one step forward, three steps back, three steps back, 
um to kind of big belters like driver's license um and then like the rocky songs like deja vu it's just such a good mix and it's just such interesting and yeah it's just flavorful yeah i agree it's like a pick and mix almost but in in a thought out way and i feel like it was really put together for a certain reason Mm. i feel like it was like meant to like chill you out pump you up chill you out pump you up break your heart now stuff like that so yeah yeah i think it's quite good that's all i pretty much have to say for it i write it and yeah she writes to get her emotions out so she's not having to dig at anyone no exactly and sure look what's the harm in digging at somebody if they deserve it but that's just my hot take (laughs) (laughs) right so yeah we both really really enjoy sour and sour is very successful how successful. Oh, here we go. So upon its release, Sarah went to number one in many countries, including the US, UK, Ireland, etc. The album mm-hmm. broke the Spotify record for biggest opening week by a female artist. Sarah ranked number one on Billboard and Rolling Stone's 50 best albums of 2021. Sarah has gone two times platinum in the US and uh, platinum in the UK. Sarah has won the People's Choice Award for Album of the Year and the Apple Music Award for Album of the Year. Sarah's currently nominated for Album of the Year at the Grammys and Best Pop Local Album as well. That is quite successful. So who do you want to win now, Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga? Or <laughs> Obviously, Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga. I don't even ask. I haven't even heard the album. That's, <laughs> just... that's disrespectful. <laughs> I haven't even listened to the Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga album. I don't care. What's it called? I love Tony. <laughs> mm. I still want love to for win, sale. Though. Oh yeah, love for sale. <laughs> <laughs> Look, unfortunately, Tony Bennett. You know, I'm not even gonna say it. We all yeah. know what I'm yeah. thinking. He's not. Well. He's getting on. He's not well. He's getting on. And him and Lady Gaga are such good friends. And they make amazing music. And right. they're gonna. This isn't the Lady Gaga episode. Do you more than like to do at some point? But right now, it's not the time. Fine, whatever. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. There we go. We've said it now. I know, I know, I know. I know. So, uh, so I wanted to play a kind of game slash side segment inspired by Driver's License because it's inspired by a so-called Disney Channel feud. Um, mm-hmm. In inverted commas, it's not really that much of a feud, but uh, Disney Channel has created feuds, I guess. Um, yeah. So we're going to just talk about some famous Disney Channel feuds and then pick a side. And if you don't want to pick a side and we're neutral, say Switzerland, or maybe we just don't care. <laughs> so okay. the first big feud comes from Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff. Ooh. So in December 2000, uh, Hilary Duff started dating uh, Aaron Carter after he guest starred on Lizzie McGuire. And then after dating Hillary for two years, um, Aaron started uh, dating Lindsay. He said, I was dating Hillary for a year and a half, and then I just got a little bored. So I went and I started getting to know Lindsay. Cut to April of 2023, he gets back with Hillary and shows up to her Lizzie McGuire movie premiere. And But a few months later, they called it quits when he allegedly cheated on her again with someone else. But that was just the beginning of the actress's feud with Lindsay, apparently. So in December 2023... The girls had a silent red carpet. 2023. 20, 2003. 
<laughs> sorry, I just had to call you out on that. I was like 2023. Sorry, Cats came out in 2019. <laughs> April 2003. 2000, sorry, 2000, 2002, 2003. Okay. So December 2003. Uh, the girls had a silent red carpet warm and they kept popping up at each other's movie premieres when Hillary attended the Freaky <laughs> Friday red carpet in April. Nancy <laughs> retaliated by shopping up to the cheaper by the dozen premiere in December. So when Hittery was filming Cinderella Story, Lindsay reportedly called her Freaky Friday co-star Chad Michael Murray, who was playing Hillary's on-screen love interest at the time, to talk trash about her. Um, so during a TRL performance, Lindsay said she loves Hillary Duff. But then in May of 2004, she poked fun at Hillary on a Saturday Night Live sketch with Rachel Dratch. And then Hillary said she didn't she didn't think it was an honor and she's not going to talk bad about Lindsay that she talks bad about her. So <laughs> this is so stupid. Hillary reportedly banned Lindsay from the premiere of a Cinderella story. Hillary uh, publicly responded to the feud saying, sometimes I really hate Lindsay Lohan. Joel Madden. Why is Joel Madden involved? <laughs> Who, who was dating Hillary at the time, refused to give Lindsay's eight-year-old brother Cody an autograph at a good Charlotte concert until she publicly apologized to Hillary. Lindsay claimed she called Hillary to put the view to rest, but Haley answered. And <laughs> As of April 2007, they've apparently both let it go, saying we're both adults and whatever happened, happened when we were young. <laughs> right. This is the stupidest fucking shit I've ever heard. Oh, is that the full feud there? Yep. Basically, I just got to cut Why? it down. Switzerland. seven years. That's seven years. Seven years of feud. I'm Switzerland. Switzerland. Do we, we give a reason why we're Switzerland? Yeah, or sure. We're just... Sure. They're, they're just both as petty as each other, and I love it. Yeah. No. Just can't pick a side. I'm like, you know what? You're probably both in the wrong at this point, but it's funny, so. It's funny. You started off at 13, you ended this at 21. Switzerland. It's fine. Okay, next up we have Selena Gomez and Miley Cyrus. So, Selena and Miley's feud revolved around the uh, fellow Disney Channel star Nick Jonas. Um, the Jonas Brother members dated both girls at one point. So, first he dated Miley and then Selena, then Miley again and Selena. Um, mm-hmm. However, uh, in 2016, Selena told uh, W Magazine, we never feuded. We both liked the same guy when we were 16. It was just a Hillary Duff, Lindsay Lohan thing. Oh my God, we like the same boy. We are now completely settled in our own lives. In 2019, Miley shared Selena's sentiments with Capital Defense saying, I think that you're allowed to enjoy two artists that feel in a similar name. She said, I grew up collaborating with Demi and Selena and there was never any competition. Okay, well, that's stupid. <laughs> Um, is this it? Is that it? Yeah, well, I have a whole timeline here, so I could go into more detail. I don't so, mind, it's up to yourself. Yeah, so I'll just, I'll keep brief. So Miley okay. dated Nick from 2006-2008, then Selena dated Nick and said she would marry him. Jesus Christ. Um, Miley and Mandy made fun of one of Selena and Demi's YouTube videos. And then Miley and Justin Bieber started getting close in 2010 until he went out with Selena. And then they stopped hanging out. And then he broke up Selena. They started hanging out again. So then in on her bangers tour, Miley threw a cardboard cutout of Selena off stage while singing F.U. Um, 
However, the pair seem to be okay now with uh, them following each other on Instagram, commenting on each other's stuff. And um, and Miley did a live quarantine talk show on Instagram and Selena was a guest. So there. I don't know whether I'm Switzerland or Miley, to be honest, because I'd love to be Switzerland because like, um, you know, Selena got Justin Bieber. um, Miley got the Hemsworth brothers. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember which one. It's like one of the Hemsworths. You know, they both won in the end. Well, like not really Selena, but like, you yeah. know what I mean? As in at the time she was winning. So Yeah. Um yeah, no, I'll go Switzerland. I'll go Switzerland not too. I have to agree. Yeah. They, I can't they're can't both great. Side. I couldn't imagine either one of them with Nick now. No. It couldn't feel no. more wrong, couldn't it? Yeah, no, definitely not. And um Miley's just living her best. They're both just living their best lives now. I think they're both actually single because Miley and Liam are separated. So, yeah. So yeah. we move on. So Zendaya and Bella Thorne. So while the Shake It Up series didn't want the uh, didn't want to feud, Bella told J fourteen in uh, the network pitted them against each other, saying Zendaya and I were put in a very unfortunate position where we kind of were forced to compete against each other during filming which made the whole first season of the show just very awkward for us. She said, we wanted to love each other, but yet we were constantly being pit against each other. It was, who's better at this and who's better at that? Bella explained the duo had a good cry, became best friends during season two. I don't know. I feel like I'm just going to go Zendaya on that because Bella is just a bit controversial in general, (laughs) isn't she? Yeah, I'm going to go Zendaya. I don't like Bella Thorne. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Bella Thorne's a good actress, but... Or just not like her as a person? Um, I don't think I would agree with either of them. Really? Statements. She's funny in the babysitter yeah. movies. Yeah, um, I haven't watched them, but uh, I don't think she's that good. Uh, but I don't like her as a person either, though, so, you know. Fair. Yeah. I yeah. mean, she keeps getting asked about Zendaya, and I don't know, they don't ask Zendaya about Bella. It just seems a bit stupid either way. Yeah, it does. What team are you, Zendaya? Yeah, yeah definitely Zendaya. Yeah. I agree. So, Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato. So, the Disney stars were total besties in 2008 and 2009. Uh, before that, obviously, being on Barney and Friends together. But their friendship took a nosedive when Selena started becoming close with Taylor Swift in 2010. Fans took notice of the rift after someone asked Demi how Selena was doing. And Demi replied, ask Taylor. They slowly started mm. mending their friendship in 2011 after Demi went to rehab. And Selena reportedly checked on her. Um. By 2013, they were supporting each other's music, but a year later, fans noticed Demi unfollowed Selena on Twitter. In 2017, Selena shared her support for Demi's raw YouTube documentary, Simply Complicated. Hopefully, the feud is finally over now. It's hard to pick a side on that because, you know, Demi obviously wasn't well for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And Selena isn't well because she does have a condition, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Lupus? Yeah. Is it lupus? Yeah. So, you know, they've both been unwell. They've both been going through it. But I think I'm going to go with Selena on this because even though Demi was struggling with some demons, she was being a bit of an asshole as well, you know? Yeah, I'm going to... In my opinion. Yeah, I just think it's childhood friends who drift apart and just life gets in the way. So I'm going to... But I'm going to pick Selena because I don't think she did anything wrong and I think Demi overreacted. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like Demi was just being a bit of a jealous friend, even though she had no reason to be. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So uh, next up, we have Ashley Tisdale and Lucas Grabeel. So Ooh. when <laughs> so when Lucas stopped by his high school musical, the, the musical series, that's not it, co-stairs YouTube channel to perform a special rendition of what I've been looking for in 2017, fans lost their minds. They really lost their minds when Ashley confessed, we were not close. We were not good friends. We hated each other. Lucas confirmed they didn't get off on the best foot when they started filming the first movie. Hmm. I don't know. Switzerland. Switzerland. You're not you're not gonna get along with anybody. Oh, with everybody. You know what I mean? It's just getting off to your the wrong foot. So, you know. Yeah, that's all right. That's it. So next up we have Mighty Cyrus and Emily Osmond. So when Hannah Montana first started filming, Mighty shared shared she and her on-screen BFF for anything but in real life. In her book, Miles to Go, she said, The show felt real to me, and I wanted my relationship with Lily to feel real too. I knew it didn't have to um, show business to show business, but I was disappointed. There were times when I didn't think we could ever be friends. We just couldn't figure out how to get along. But then Miley uh, shared that they did eventually learn how to get along and became friends. Um, Over the years, they've had an on and off friendship. But uh, as of 2020, uh, Emily Osmond appeared on Miley's quarantine talk show on Instagram. and The two appear to be good friends. Oh, that's good. I'm going to say the same as the last one. I'm going to be neutral. Um, just Switzerland. people. Yeah. Yeah, Switzerland. Young yeah, girls. Long. Yeah. Just being a bit bitchy. Like, well, it's all right, isn't it? <laughs> just say how it is. <laughs> so next up is Debbie Ryan and Sky Jackson. So the Jesse stars seem to be the best of pals on the show, but behind the scenes allegedly was a different story. According to J14, Sky had a secret Twitter account where she accused her co-star of bullying her. When a fan asked Debbie directly about it on Tumblr, Debbie gave a lengthy response saying, I won't speak on the specific people because it's unprofessional to slander co-workers online. But if I had one wish for every child that's an actor, especially those that tend to be the mouthpiece for parental maliciousness, I'd wish for complete contentment, emotional security, and that they'd somehow find the joy in telling stories. Right, okay, so this picture I'm looking at, Debbie Ryan's about 17, this girl's about eight. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you can see this. Okay. Oh, yeah, what? <laughs> oh, I didn't realise who, like, because I know the show, but I don't know, like, any of the actors' names other than Debbie. What? Oh, I feel like she's about, I feel like she's about 13, let's be real. <laughs> Wait, what's the age difference? I need to Google this because this is going to wreck my head. Yeah, Google it first, but um, I'm team Debbie anyway. So Sky Jackson is 19. She's nearly 20. Okay, and Debbie's Debbie... like probably about 28. Debbie Ryan is 28, yeah. She's going to be 29 in May. So there's I am nine so years. good at this. Nine years between them? Yeah, yeah, that's but bad. like just, yeah, but like she started. She started. Guy started. Right, I'm sorry. Are you going to start fighting? If you're 17, you're going to fight with an eight year old. She wasn't. It wasn't 17 and eight, was it? She would have been. So if it's nine years, she could have been. Seven, 17, eight, nine, 10. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, but like she's on Twitter 
Yeah, I I would. It depends on what they're saying. Like she was calling her a bully when she probably wasn't doing that. Okay. I know. She, look, I know she was eight and all that, but like, no, nah. shouldn't be online. None of these people should be online. First of all, you shouldn't be online. Second of all, don't mm-hmm. be accusing people of bullying you if they're not and making anonymous twitters about your co-stars. Don't do that. Um, I think she was jealous. I don't care if she was eight. I'm on Debbie's side. <laughs> I'm kind of a no one side in this. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but if I guess I had to, I'd probably pick Debbie as well, just because I don't want a little shit talking about me online. <laughs> yeah, like, just don't be an asshole, you know what I mean? Well, for folks, say, don't fight with eight-year-olds when you're nearly an adult. Like, like true, but the thing is, like, you have to call people out for what they're doing. Doesn't matter what age they are. Doesn't matter who they are. If they need to be called out, they need to be called out. Yeah, that's fair. So there's one more here. You, this might surprise you. Dylan Sprouse and Joe Jonas. In a okay. 20, <laughs> in the 2013 first person essay for Vulture, Joe shared how he and his brothers didn't feel like they could stand up to the network. We went along with it at the time because we thought Disney was our our real sh- our only real shot. <clears throat> And we were terrified that it could all be taken away from us at any moment. Dylan shared on Tumblr that he thought he thought that Joe's essay is was bullshit, and that they were that they were being it was bullshit that they were being robbed of choice or creativity. If they wanted to, if they could have stood up to Disney and said no. He said, "Cold and I did this a hundred times, and we ended up all right." Dylan also f- said that he thought the Jonas Brothers fell for the allure of fame. Huh. I'm sorry, I've got to side with Joe on this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care about any of them, to be honest. Yeah, I'm just going to side with Joe. I just think Dylan's a bit... <laughs> what was the point? Yeah, true. I think he was just trying to start beef, but yeah, do you know what? I'm not going to be on anybody's side. I'm not even neutral. I'm just like... <laughs> yeah, no. <clears throat> what's, Dylan, okay. what's Dylan up to these days? Um, he has a gorgeous girlfriend and does, I think, no, he's not a photographer. I think he does. Oh, he has like a beer company or something. Oh, no. Do you know what he's in? Do you know the after movies? Oh, is he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, his, he's with Barbara Palvin. He's absolutely stunning. Oh yeah. She is divine. Yeah. She's gorgeous. That's all I know about him. So, yeah, I'm Team Joe in that case. I don't think they fell for the Allure of Fame. Just think they wanted to make music and Disney was the door. There for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I'm not yeah. on a side, but I agree with that. I right. Agree with yourself. That was a fun, cute little fun time. If we ever do an actual feud episode, that'd be fun. Yeah, it will be. It probably will happen because let's be real. There's lots of feuds that deserve to be talked about. There's a TV show called Feud. Definitely. True. Fam- family feuds. And so, Katie, you're going to let you take it, take it away this time. My yeah, goodness. so um, this t- school is in session, but not for me, for Evan. So I'm going to be the quiz master this week. So, Evan, are you ready for your pop quiz on Sour? Let's do it. Perfect. So I'm just going to dive straight in. Um, Some of these have multiple choices available not all of them so if they do I'll let you know so this first one does have a multiple choice available if you need it so what date was Sour released 
Did you say this was multiple choice? If you need it. Yeah, it was definitely. It's, an op- if, it's May it's of 2021. Option. Okay. Do you remember the date? I'm going to say 13th. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Or would you like a multiple choice? No, I'm going to stick with the 13th. Okay. That's wrong. Well, what date was it? The 21st. Oh, fuck. That was in my head, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> that and the high school musical, the musical series came out without it week at each other. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Okay. Perfect. Um, how many songs are on the album? 11. Perfect. That. Woo. One. Um, number three, finish the lyric. Car rides to Malibu, strawberry ice cream, one spoon for two, and trading jackets laughing about. Yeah. Hold on. Car rides to Malibu. Say it again. Strawberry, strawberry, strawberry ice cream. Ice cream. One, one spoon, spoon for, for two. two. Trading jackets and laughing about. Laughing about the. So, how big is your? Sh- I'll give you one choice. How big is your shoe? How, how small, small it looks, it on, looks you. on you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Very good. I'll give that to you. Yeah. So two, woohoo! Number three. Um, what song is this lyric from? Does she know how proud I am that she was created with the courage to learn unlearn all their hatred? Hope you're okay. Yes, very good. Number five. Who has a songwriting credit on One Step Forward, Three Steps Back? It's a celebrity, and this can be multiple choice if you need it to be. Taylor Swift. Very good. Because it's New Year's um, Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, number six. Which song contains the phrase relentlessly upset? This can be multiple choice if you need. Is it brutal? Yeah, it is indeed. Knew you'd do good on this. <laughs> um, number seven, where does Olivia cry in Good For You? And this can be multiple choice as well. On the floor of her bathroom. Wow, word for word. <laughs> um. Number eight, which Taylor Swift song is sampled in Deja Vu? This can be multiple choice. Uh, uh, it's Cruel Summer. Very good. My two queens. <laughs> um, and number nine is a complete the lyric. It can be multiple choice as well if you need it to be. I wore makeup when we dated because I thought you'd like me more if I looked like the other. Prom queens. Yes, woohoo! And number 10. Which song are these lyrics from? And I'm happy for them, but then again, I'm not cool. I'm not just cool vintage clothes and vacation photos. And this can be multiple choice. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna need multiple choice on this one. Okay, so was it traitor? Hope you're okay. Um sour or jealousy, jealousy. Is it Trader? Do you want me to repeat the lyric one more time? Yeah, please. Just just for one more, because it is it's quite long. 
and I'm happy for them. But then again, I'm not just cool vintage clothes and vacation photos. I can actually so hear it in my head, but is it jealousy? So jealousy? Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm going to go with that. You are correct. Nine out of ten. I knew you'd kill it. They could hear it. I didn't think it was going to do well. Oh my God. If I if you had taken the multiple choice on on uh, the first one, you would have got 10 out of 10. But that was the day High School Musical the Musical series was released. It was a good one for me. <laughs> but yeah, you did very well. I knew you would. Yay. Knew you would. <laughs> so next up, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to uh, put Sour on the pop scale. We're going to rate it out of five based on its place in pop culture and how much we like it. Katie, what are you giving uh, Sour? I'll give it a four. Ooh. I know, I know. I did enjoy it and I will listen to it again. I didn't think I would enjoy it as much and I didn't think I'd like the genre as much as I do. And yeah, I just think it's great. I don't think it has like a huge place in pop culture, but that's just me personally because I'm not really into that scene. So I don't know how like people reacted to it and stuff. But um, for me... It's not huge in pop culture, personally. So, yeah, I'll give it a four. How about you, Evan? I'm going to give it a five. Because I adore it, of course. And I love her. And the songs are just... They're kind of everywhere. They're all over. Any, like, teen show in 2021, 2022, you'll hear it. Like, it was in One of Us is Lying on Netflix. And, uh, like, Brutal was in that. And it was also in the Gossip Girl reboot. These are shows I'm not seeing, but I just know they're in. Um, okay so yeah i mean the songs are everywhere she's everywhere so it's all good yeah very good so next up we're going to talk about what's popping and uh, we talk about what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture uh katie what's popping with you what's popping with me um i suppose at the minute love is blind so i started to watch that but i'm so silly and i keep doing this i started it on season two so i'm after watching season two so i'm gonna have to go back and watch season one now but like it's not a show that's like you know yeah um you like it's reality so you can watch any season you want really but uh yeah i actually didn't think i would like it as much as i did but it is very just chewing gum for the brain turn off your brain just watch it you don't really need to think about anything um, you probably lose a few brain cells in the process, but you know, it's a bit of fun. Um, and other than that, like I suppose, sour. Mm. It's the other thing that's kind of been taking my my attention, I guess. Um, and then the last thing that's popping with me is best fiends. I'm just obsessed with that at the minute. Um. I kind of go in and out of being obsessed with that. It's like a mobile app uh, game, but um, I'm at like level 900 and like 60 something. So yeah, Evan, what's popping with you? So uh, a few things. Um, I love this game on my phone called Tune Blast. I've been playing it for years. I'm on like level 3000 something. Wow. <laughs> it's really fun. It's like you have to match all the blocks up and like the more you get, like you get like rockets and things like that. It's like... Yeah. And like you have like a limit that you have to reach and it's just you yeah it's just very it's just very fun um I listened to Avril Lavigne's new album I really like that it's not as wow, good as some of her listened. not as good as some of her previous albums but I actually really like it oh okay 
Um, what else? I'm re-watching for the first time in since it ended, Pretty Little Liars. And I have to okay. say, we talked about Riverdale being a fever dream. Was I awake <laughs> with this? I spent seven years with this. Was I awake? Probably not, Evan. Was, Was it a comment that I just imagined? Probably just some drama. You know, Ooh, push, it, and, push it down. Yeah, and finally, it's a TikTok sound. It comes back on my TikTok every few months, but I love it. What is it? Actually, there's two. There's the one of the mom yelling at the kid, and she's like, I'm just a baby. Oh, yeah. That one. And my other one, it was just my favorite one of all time. It's like, um, you should get the orange soda. It's amazing. <laughs> What's wrong with your TikTok? I love seeing people do that. It's my favorite thing no, ever. I do love, um, I do love that. Coco, you have to listen. It's like, I just a baby. baby. <laughs> yeah that that's a good sound there's actually I, I'm actually raging I can't remember his name but there's a little boy on TikTok but like his mom runs the account but he's Irish mm-hmm. I think it's like Jacob or something I think it's called like keeping up with Jacob or something like that but oh my god he's so funny he's from Dublin and he's just he's hilarious I've probably sent you some of his videos I haven't let, like let's be real I definitely have um Oh, he's just the sweetest and he's very <laughs> cute. So yeah, if that is his TikTok name, go follow him and watch him because he's very funny. Yeah. So and also um I'm kind of have fallen back on the Lady Gaga bandwagon after jumping on and off it. So there. Listen to a lot oh, of Lady okay. Gaga right now. So yeah. Not a bad thing. So yeah, that's what's popping with us. So that was our episode on Sarah. Katie, where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It A Podcast. You can also give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you like and give us a little rating on Spotify when it comes back online because at the minute it is shut down. Um, yeah, it is. And yeah, if you want to recommend us to any friends, they can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. We're on multiple platforms. Oh, I also forgot, well, to, say, I also forgot to say what's happened with me, West Side Story. <laughs> love that as well. Yeah, yeah, Obsessed. you did love that actually. Obsessed, yeah. You did. So, and you yeah. liked Belfast as well. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, West Side Story, the soundtrack is just on, on repeat on my phone. So, Yeah. Oh, I never... It's, I'll speak about it next week. But next week, I'll speak about my thoughts and opinions on the Batman. I forgot I went to see the Midnight release of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll work it in. We'll, we'll work it in next week. So, Katie said where you can find us before I interrupted um, <laughs> with my West Side Story thoughts. Um, so that was that was our episode on Sarah. This has been Make It a Podcast. I've been Evan. And I'm Katie. And if you've made it this far, congratulations. <laughs> You'll hear from us next week. Bye.